Welcome to Realoran International Ministries Incorporated with Anne Elizabeth, where real people meet a real God. Welcome to Realoran. I am so glad that you have joined me today for a very, very, very important topic called dating, single life, and premarital questions. The Bible clearly reads in 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 14, the following, Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship has righteousness with unrighteousness? And what communion has light with darkness? We're going to unpackage this very important lesson, this very important topic of something that exists because the Creator, Jesus Christ, the Father, and the Holy Ghost created dating, created single life, and most definitely premarital questions. Um, you know, this is a very, uh, very uh, important subject to me. They're all important. Everything in the Bible is important. God has brought forth information and knowledge for us as a human race to learn, to study, to learn, to know, to apply, to be transformed, to know how to succeed in life, what to embrace and what to avoid, uh, what to look forward to and what to um, endure, persevere, all these things, all the attributes of existence the Creator has made and has told us about in the Bible. And so when I was first uh, born again, I had come out of the Catholic religion and given my life to Christ. And um, I wanted to marry a Christian. And so, but the one thing I didn't know, I didn't know the Bible. I loved God, I had affection for God, and I went into the Christian circles, and I, I met somebody that loved God too, to a certain degree, had affection, but was uh, lacking in knowledge, the knowledge of the Word of God as it is written for us from Genesis to Revelation. He didn't know that, I didn't know that, and therefore the match didn't last because the couple didn't know God first. And this is a very, very important subject for all of us to look at and learn and keep along the path of life. Uh, dating, uh, let's look at the definition of dating. Dating is a part of the human mating process whereby two people meet socially for companionship beyond the level of friendship, this act can lead to a decision for marriage. Um, but when you meet somebody at a Christian uh, concert, maybe you'll meet somebody at church, maybe you'll meet a Christian at a Bible study, as I thought I did, uh, but uh, if, if they say they're a Christian, and they don't know Christ in his fullness, you need to be cautious. Because knowing Jesus is knowing the word of God 
from Genesis to the end of Revelation. We need to apply ourselves to know Jesus, to know who created us, who he is, and what does he require of me before two people become one, okay? Because you actually take on the life of the person you marry. It's very important to know God, okay? But, um, and that, that's the very first thing to do before you date is to know who God is. So maybe you're lonely or you want to, to have romance or all those things that God created. But God wants you to do things in order so that you win in the end. Okay? It's just like if, if you said the alphabet, you, you don't go Z, K, R, I, right? It's A, B, C, and D. So the first thing you need to do in life is know God by knowing God's Word. Okay? And then you will know God by His presence, His Spirit. God is Spirit. He's omnipotent and He's all over the earth. When you open up the Bible, and I recommend the King James Version because it's the original Hebrew, the most, most pure form of the original Hebrew and Greek in English. Okay? And then you'll get to know God by His Spirit, which is His presence in you and, and amongst you, and He'll be able to operate and guide your life securely and safely because you did A first. You know the Word. And B, then you'll recognize His Spirit because He moves and operates in His Word. He'll never direct you against His Word. Okay? And then when you meet somebody and you're ready at this point to potentially date somebody to see if you want to marry them, you'll know exactly who it is and who to avoid. Because the devil likes to take away God's sons and daughters in the dating marriage process. So be very cautious. You know, the devil roams around seeking whom he may devour. And people that are not fully surrendered to Christ and have not crucified the flesh and have not known the Word of God and have not known how to live and mandate their life in and out of the Spirit of God are in danger of the devil bringing somebody to them and seducing them and taking them off into a hellish life. Okay? God delivered you from the demonic kingdom and brought you to himself through Jesus, through his son's blood. We can see here on this map, uh, everybody was born into the world, and some have made the departure from the world and its system through the love of Jesus Christ and have come into the kingdom of God and are under the care of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Okay, we can see where two kingdoms have built themselves within the kingdom of God, and that is the pure bride of Christ, the, the people that know God, fear God, reverence God, and enjoy God on a daily basis. And there's the other kingdom that kind of do their own thing. They love God, but they still sin. It does not fare well for these people. They will not enter into heaven. 
It's stated for us in uh, Matthew chapter 7, Matthew 25. Those are two in particular places to go and do your due diligence in on that issue. But uh, Jesus doesn't want us to be fooled and marry somebody that, that is in the world or in the, in, in the kingdom of iniquity within Christ. Okay? So you need to be very careful of those things. God doesn't want to lose you to the serpent. He died on a cross to bring you to himself and free you from the demonic kingdom. So we first need to know, before we date... Uh, who is God, right? And number two, who are we supposed to be? And we find all this information out in the greatest book ever written, the Bible. It is God's covenant and oath with humanity, okay? And all the things we need to know are found in this amazing book. And this book is like a big present, and it has a huge bow on it. We rip the bow off, and we rip the paper off, and we go from one layer of revelation to the next layer of revelation to the next revelation. It's just an amazing book that never stops giving to us, never, and changing our life and our existence and our perception and our joy. It is the most amazing book on this earth. I have thoroughly enjoyed my Bible, and I read it daily. Uh, the the third thing we need to realize before dating is, uh, where are you now in your life? Where are you now? And, and what changes do you need to make in your life just as a single person in front of the Lord? Do you see? Uh, are, are you, are, are you, have you been surrendered to being sanctified uh, to God or do you still have things in your life that you're keeping back, iniquity? Are different things that God's trying to bring discipline into your life and you refuse that? You refuse to be disciplined and refined into His image and into excellence and into stewardship and into dominion and rule and have authority with Christ to, to look after and to care for other people's lives, their souls, their eternities, their uh, whatever place that God might put you. So you need to really be honest with yourself and say, am I doing these things? And am I really ready to look for someone to date at this point in my life? And so before dating, uh, we need to, to do and keep, do and keep. Uh, many people start to do the right thing, but they don't keep the right thing. Jesus says, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. Not a piece of your life, I am your life. And I want to be, you know, that you are in the life and from the time you say, yes, Father, I want to be yours and you become born again through the blood of Jesus and your desire till the day that you depart the earth. You're in the life with God. Do you see? And so we need to do and keep uh, the life with God. We need to make the necessary changes in our own life. 
instead of always looking outside of our window, wanting something else, wanting something else, and being so sorrowful that we don't have what we want, we need to say, Lord, what is it in me that needs to be shifted, refined, corrected, healed, and aligned so that I am able to get married, to date and get married? And the Lord is always busy uh, molding and making us. He's our Father. He's our Creator. There's nobody in existence that loves us more than God. No one. Uh, there's no one that wants more for you than the one that made you. No one. Even the hard years that God walks us through. And I swallow hard on that one. It's because of the love God has for us that he's changing us and he's molding us just as if you were a bodybuilder. You know, you look at your body and you say, I want to see biceps. I want to see triceps. I want to see the, the back muscles. I want to see the lats developed. I want to see my quadriceps and my hamstrings and my, my gluteus maximus. I want to see my body being built in, built and sculpted and refined. God wants to see your life that way. And so in order to get you to the point of being refined and sculpted, you have to be pliable in his hands. You know, he's the potter and we are the clay and he molds us. And a lot of things that he asks us to do, we don't want to do. And if we refuse to do what he's asked us to do, we will not profit. We will not succeed. We will not arrive in the place of his desire and his plan. He had a plan for you the day he created you. He had a specific plan. He had your hair color, your eye color, where you would be born, who you would be born to, how you would be brought up how you might be brought out, what your work would be on the planet, who you would marry, how many children, what kind of home you would live in, and everything about your life. Every day of your life, he wrote before you came to be. It's amazing, isn't it? He knows everything about us. And if we would just come to that reality and know that he loves you more than anyone, you surrender to that love and his desire for your success, no matter how many hard years it's been. And then we need to keep the changes and keep the disciplines that he does command uh, in our life. You know, it's all for our good. He, he commands for our good. He's a good, good father. And, you know, one of the things that he has commanded for, for all of us is not to be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. This, this is stated in 2 Corinthians 6.14. Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. You know, a yoke is something they put on, um, they put on cattle so that, that they were attached and they walked together. And they were attached by this device called a yoke. And they were able to keep same pace uh, in front of their owner or 
behind their owner, whichever way the owner walked them. And so when you get married, you are connected. Two lives become one, so now you're connected. And if one person is wanting to uh, to please God with their life and the other says, I'm not interested, I'm going to please myself. Because we're either going to turn out to be servants and family members of God, or we're going to be rebels and serve ourselves. Two different types of people. And so if you come together with somebody that wants to serve themselves and not obey God, you're going to have a lot of problems, do you see? And it will be hard for you, very hard for you. And the kingdom that God brought you out of underneath the devil, and they're wicked, and all they want is your destruction, now they've got it, they've got an end to your life to bring more harassment into it and destruction. So when you become unequally yoked, you have yoked yourself with your destruction. Do you see? That is not okay with God because God is what? Life. God is life and Satan is destruction. So God wants you as a life member of his family to marry a life member of his family so that you can go and do life and have life more abundantly. John 10.10. Do you see? So unequally yoked together, the Greek word for that is heterozygia. And the definition is Christians are not to be connected, connected romantically with unbelievers. Well, why? 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 Because God doesn't want you, what? Destroyed. Destroyed. And there's a lot of Christians you'll meet and they think that it's okay to sin. It's not okay to sin. Sin is Satan in. He has a place in your life. You know, when you break that word down, sin, S, Satan, I, N, is in. And God says, give no place to the devil. See? And when you do sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus the Christ. And we say, Father, forgive me, I have sinned. And he washes away your sin in his blood. Do you see? So, but we don't want to marry a demon, do we? And spend all of our life in sorrow, in pain, in abuse, in lies, and every other ungodly, wicked thing that the devil can and will bring to our life if we don't listen to God and we join with a, a, a person that still practices iniquity. See, we want to marry uh, a person that is a Christian and that obeys God. No other kind will do. Uh, or you're inviting uh, destruction into your life. Unbelievers, the Greek word for that is pistos. And the definition is people without Christ and God. The unfaithful and faithless. You want to be kind to the world. We are in the world, but we're not of the world. The world has its own system. They have the system they live and the life out of uh, the devil, their leader. And it's a system of self, greed, uh, corruption, and then it's flushed into eternity, into eventually the lake of fire. We have been brought out of that kingdom, and we live in the kingdom of God. 
underneath the Trinity with the angels helping us, filled with the Lord in his spirit, right? Eating the book of life and enjoying life and expecting everything from God for our life and our godliness. And when it's our time to exit, we're all excited because we're going into heaven. It's an amazing place. I was there in 2001. If you haven't gotten that book yet, the name of the book is Real God. And you can find that on Realaron, www.realaron.org. It's an awesome book about my time in heaven and hell. But God has commanded his people not to date the people of the world, the system of the devil, because it's a system of destruction and eternal damnation is what it is. Instead of God's kingdom, a kingdom of life and inheritance and every good thing. Okay. I mean, only a fool would want to stay in the devil's world and system and then enter into eternal fire. God commands his people to date and marry his people, right? Because why? Because he loves you and doesn't want you destroyed. Christians are to date and marry other Christians. Now, you can have an issue like I did. I thought he was a Christian. Okay, and you need to be careful, and we're going to get deeper and deeper into this, how to really know if they are a Christian, because Jesus said we could. He said, you'll know them by their fruit. Okay, fruit is what somebody's somebody does and says in their person, and you can tell, right? We know the man that owns a, a bar is not a Christian, because his fruit is iniquity even though maybe he claims to be a Christian, Christians obey Jesus, okay? Uh, the man that owns the bar is not obeying Jesus. He may say he loves Jesus, but uh, he doesn't obey Jesus. And that gets to be a problem if heaven is a desire of yours instead of eternal fire. Jesus has told us, if you don't know him or obey him, you will suffer eternal damnation. That's found in the the Bible, but in particular, 2 Thessalonians 1, 7 through 9. If you don't know and you don't obey, it's not a good thing, okay? So you don't want to marry an unbeliever. Uh, you are not to remove God's commands and mandates. If you choose to say, I'm not going to do this, God. I don't care what you say. I'm going to marry him. I can't resist him. Or I can't resist her, whatever your sex is. And it's dating is for male and female. God did not make homosexuals. The devil did. Okay, so when I'm talking about dating and marriage, I'm talking about one man and one woman. Okay, and we can trace that back all the way to the beginning of the Bible in Genesis. So, but if you choose to remove the mandate and say, no, God, I don't care what you say, and uh, you choose to be a friend of the world, a friend of the system. You know, they love iniquity, even if they have a cross hung around their neck, right? Um, you will be an enemy of God. You don't want to be an enemy of God. You want to be a child of God growing up, of course. Because, you know, when you do come in God's kingdom, he wants you to grow up from a child to a young man or woman into a father or mother of the faith and care for other people's lives on this planet as he does, okay? 
And so we know in James 4, 4, it says, You adulterers and adulteresses, know ye not that the friendship of the world is enmity, which means hatred, with God. Whosoever, therefore, will be a friend of the world, the system, is the enemy, the hater of God. God has now become your enemy. Okay? And, and God takes enemies down. Okay? He'll, he'll bring judgment, which is very, very hard. Very, very hard, you know? And, uh, or he'll bring correction, and correction is discipline, which encounters pain and loss and time. When God brings a, a, a correction, we don't know sometimes how long it will last. I read in the Bible every day about the captivity of the Israelites, how he sold them over or he gave them over to another nation uh, to learn from. Some went in eight years, one went in 18 years, another went 20 years. That's not good, is it? So let's just stay on the straight and narrow and do things God's way and remain in God's love. Amen? An enemy of God... Uh, no enemy of God will inherit eternal life. We know that all enemies of God will inherit hell and the lake of fire for all eternity. Enemies of God are idolaters. You know, in life, when we come into Christ, we sit under God. But an idolater, this is where we should be under God, but an idolater says no I'm going to rise up above God and I'm going to be the God of my own life and shove God to the side. That is an idolater. And it states in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, 9 through 10, Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? They will not go to heaven. Be not deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, that's homosexual, nor abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. So this is a very important thing to do as God has commanded. So we, we as Christians don't look around at people that don't know and obey Jesus, even as a potential dating situation. That is not okay with God. So you don't want to be an idolater and do things your way and push God to the side. You're asking for, to be an enemy of God, and you're asking for destruction. Okay? Not good. But how will I know, you know? My friend says they are a Christian, but how will I know? Uh, you will know if someone is a Christian if they know God and obey God. And if you're doing what God has asked you to do by knowing God in the Word and then knowing God by His Spirit and how He operates in your life, then you'll know who somebody is when you meet them, won't you? So that's a very, very important thing. We know that uh, hypocrites can be uh, all over Christianity in any, any place that you go to. There is, uh, there is someone at church. They act like a Christian at church, but they sin outside of church. What is this? This is a hypocrite. 
A hypocrite in the Greek is the word hypocritas, and the definition is a pretender, an actor, a stage player. And Jesus warns us about this hypocrite in Matthew twenty-four, forty-five through fifty-one. He talks about how this person will be cut asunder by him. And appointed a portion with the hypocrites, the actors, the pretenders, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. And do you know that hypocrites are actors and pretenders? They pretend I'm a Christian, you know, it's all good. And then you maybe go for a ride in their car, and you see cigarettes and hash and pot and porn, and you know, you will know them by their fruit. Those are fruits of Lucifer. Okay. Those are fruits from the tree of Lucifer, and you know sin will not enter into heaven. So you need to beware of hypocrites. Well, what about sex? Well, sex is prohibited, prohibited outside of marriage. All sexual activities outside of marriage are sin. All sexual sinners will encounter the wrath of God. You know, we hear about the love of God, but we don't hear about the wrath of God, and that just creates a mess when we don't have the full message of God. You know, the Bible clearly tells us Romans eleven twenty two, knowing the goodness of God and the severity of God is what keeps us on the way, in the way, uh, truth in the life, the straight and narrow path. So we want to make sure we realize that sin will encounter the wrath of God, or God's conviction, and say, you know, that's that's not okay. But if we push God's conviction away and say, you know, it's okay, I know what I'm doing, we're going to enter into correction or wrath. It could be. It just depends on who you are and how many times He's had to operate you, with you. On how bad will, will your correction be? How extreme will the wrath land on you? Ephesians five five through six. For this you know that no whoremonger, nor unclean person, nor covetous man who is an idolater—they don't stay under submission to God. They've risen above God and pushed Him down and out—has any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. What does that mean? Where are they going? Into hell and the lake of fire. Let no man deceive you with vain words, for because of these things comes the wrath of God. That's His heated anger upon the children of disobedience. So, do you want to remain in God's love, or do you want to experience the wrath of God? Unrepentant sinners. All unrepentant sexual sinners will inherit hell and the lake of fire. Galatians five nineteen through twenty one. Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these: adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry. I'm going to rise above God and not do what He says and push God to the side. Witchcraft. Which breaks down in the Greek into drugs and pharmakia. Of course, it means psychics and horoscopes and tarot cards, etc. Hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, 
envyings, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like, of the which I tell you before, as I have also told you in time past, that they which do such things shall not enter into the kingdom of God. There's only two places upon our exit from the planet, heaven or hell, and then it's flushed into the lake of fire, forever tormented in flames where the fire never dies, it's never quenched, and the worm never dies. Not a good place. Not a good place, not a place God wants you. But we have to live God's way. Well, what can we do? What can we do on our date? Um, well, there are many good clean activities you can partake of. Uh, I have a great Bible study called Life More Abundantly. I have a long, beautiful list on things that you can do on a date beside sin. Okay? Go to the park, enjoy a latte, go get an ice cream, go to the beach, uh, bicycle riding, you name it. There's a lot of good, healthy things to do on this planet. It's like, well, what shouldn't we do? There are many areas and activities to stay out of on the earth. These are demonic creations invented for your destruction. So remember that the devil's kingdom, the system he has, is for humanity's destruction. The kingdom of God is for humanity's life and rising and success and beauty and health insanity and family and corporations into a holy and royal nations and into heaven with five crowns that he will sit upon your precious head. But uh, I have a great Bible study called Clean and Unclean. You can go check that out. And it lists in detail, you know, very, very many demonic creations to stay out of. Uh, there's so many. You know, I can name a few. Uh, there's drugs and alcohol and um, just uh, illicit sex and all kind of things on there for you to check out. So we, we want to uh, make sure that we stick to the path that God has given us to have great uh, marriages. And that begins with knowing God and knowing who you are before you ever begin to date. Good night. Rialoran International Ministries Incorporated appreciates all of its faithful covenant partners and wishes each and every one of you a beautiful life with Jesus. Please visit Rialoran today at www.rialoran.org.